Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas in a bong, back at it again. It's your boy DP. It's your boy, a healthy KP. And as far as I know, tested negatively for coronavirus. Bong. <laughs> <laughs> also known as let's let's jump right into this. So since we're gonna be talking about the NFL, also known as Bongstradamus. Mm, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, you did make that uh, make that prediction on that um, Tom Brady situation, man. So I got to give it up to you. Hey, I don't like to brag, but if I don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I watched the game, man, and I it was it was a long time coming for Tom Brady. I think Bill Belichick had he had it his way, Tom Brady would have been gone three years ago. But um, you know, out of respect for Robert Kraft. Um, not so much Tom Brady. He let him stick around, and uh, you know, it was. It I mean, was, I guess you could say low key paid. Well, not even low key. It paid off for him staying. Um, and, I mean, they did. They I, did get another one. I want to. I want to tap in and say this, man, for the for the listeners right now. Ubon called out Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots back in December. We didn't air yeah, it. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, he called it out way back in December. So you, you got to give the man props. Wait, did did we not have it on one of the episodes? I think we, we didn't play it, but it's it's an archive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll vouch for that. Like, yeah, he called that shit. And I was actually, for the record, I was telling him that, nah. I, it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen at least not this season i could see it down the line maybe like after this but this i didn't think it would happen this fast i didn't think it would happen this season but yeah he called it man so no doubt man gotta give the man his respect i appreciate it i appreciate it man you know um again i didn't see tampa bay i thought oh yeah i thought indianapolis or uh or the chargers but uh, I think he, you know, Tom Brady is, is calculated, man, and he, he knows that the Super Bowl this year is in Tampa Bay. He has, I mean, the weaponry, goodness gracious, with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, yeah, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bright. O.J. Howard, though, man, I thought no, he was going to be doing way more damage. It's Listen, he is a dog, man. But Oh, he is, no doubt. I'm just saying, I thought for sure, like, he would have he been doing, like, way more damage at this point. Point. Arians, Bruce Arians doesn't use him correctly, but with Tom Brady, who loves to use the tight end, oh man, he's gonna have a career year for sure. You're gonna see him put up Gronk type numbers. Cause let's let's not get it twisted. Tom Brady is like what 42, 43? Like oh, he's checking down. He's not stretching the field. short routes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he I don't know. They say he wanted A B. Now if they bring A B in there, that's mm-hmm. gonna be 
you can already pen, pencil it in. I'll give you my pick right now. Let's not even speculate. It's Tampa Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. But now, but do you think that's a? I don't know, man. I mean, look at who you already named. You know, and that and those are those are receivers. Yeah. I don't know. I think that man that might be overcrowded at that point. No. I mean, and his and his personality too. Like you know, this ain't no damn how everybody talking about the Patriots way and all that shit. This ain't no damn. I think at this point, AB wants to fit in, and he wants hell no. And he wants a job, man. He wants a job. Okay, hey man, when the heat is on, (laughs) your true colors will shine through. The heat is on. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I ain't, somebody is going to pick him up. Let me just say that. Who are talking about? Hey, yeah, Antonio hey. Brown. Yeah, somebody's going to pick him up. It's just Tom Brady. Who that? Yeah, I'm saying I don't know if it's going to be Tampa Bay. I don't even know if Tampa Bay is the best situation for him. Being so close to home as well. That That's another thing. But then, too, it's like this. Let me ask this. Is he – do you think he is – shooting for a championship a super bowl Who? like that or antonio brown or is he just like i'm trying to get in the league and just have fun and be the man again absolutely no 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 he's shooting for I a super bowl i think he wants okay. to be the man but i think he'll go the super bowl route first okay the super bowl route's gonna allow him to be the man again all right i hear y'all <laughs> so aside from that uh move there's a lot of stuff that happened man um i mean we can you know, run a list down to you guys but I'm gonna pick through a couple ones that I that I think are kind of um, some of the bigger ones. So starting first with, uh, of course, the the move to for the Cardinals to get DeAndre Hopkins. Oh man! So you know that there was a trade between the Houston Texans and the- you mean a fleecing? <laughs> <laughs> they fleeced they fleeced Houston for DeAndre Hopkins because they had they had a general manager, the coach and general manager who got emotional about DeAndre Hopkins and according to reports, you know, basically traded him for a ham sandwich. So <laughs> in, in, com- no, it's, in comparison, in comparison. So really, I mean it's it's David Johnson's a ham sandwich. No, no, listen, 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 listen. Stefan Diggs from uh the Minnesota Vikings went to Buffalo mm-hmm. and they got a first round pick in return. Uh, for, oh, so Minnesota in that trade gets a First round pick, which is the number 22 overall, mm-hmm. a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and then a fourth round pick next year. So they're going to get one of those young stud receivers at number 22 right. to replace mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs at a, a, an eighth of the cost of his contract. Um, but yeah, so you have that trade, and that's what Minnesota got for Stefan Diggs. We can all and you got you got cousins in the back. You like that, don't you? <laughs> you like that <laughs> you like that bro when you said that shit last time man that shit had me crying <laughs> but so we can all sit here we can all sit here tonight and and admit together that deandre hopkins is head and shoulders above stefan diggs correct yes i'll take him for sure yes okay. no hesitation I'm taking now. Let's Hopkins. Let's contrast the Stephon Diggs trade to the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Do you have the? Uh, you have the? Yes. So um, the Cardinals got uh, DeAndre Hopkins along with a fourth round pick in exchange for David uh, David Johnson, as well as a, a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick. Right. 
So that's a second round this year, a fourth round next year. Yes. In other words, a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and let's let's be let's be real. Johnson, when healthy, is a beast. When was he last, was a beast? When, when that, exact, exactly, exactly. He he hasn't been this this past in season. Two years. Oh my god! In yeah. two years, past season was bad. He's been terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, ESPN. <laughs> if you're giving grades, ESPN gave the Cardinals a B plus, and the Texans got an F. Wow. Fail. <laughs> and the and the thing is too on this is you know back to your point about Bill O'Brien Ubong he's working as the coach and the GM it's like you know does he have too much on his plate because I mean the vision is was pretty cloudy on this one right um, again the fact that there has been there have been um, situations where there was a there was a situation with Bill O'Brien in the tunnel with a uh, with a fan, and the fan says something to Bill O'Brien, and Bill O'Brien is in the tunnel going toward going to halftime, in the tunnel going to halftime, trying to cuss the fan out. And guess who had to restrain him? DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. So again, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm telling him, bro, just package me. Let me go too. Because what are you, <laughs> like, no, seriously, at the end of the day, what are you what are you leaving him? Um, what's the, well, they picked up Randall Cobb. What other he, receiver? Already, he already had he already had line problems where this dude didn't have time and he was running for his life. And then you bring in a running back who hasn't been healthy in three years. Um, his other receivers, Kenny Stills, stays injured. What's the other Will Fuller stays injured? Yeah, he does. And then you had uh, Kiki Kuti. Uh, Bro, it doesn't matter. All of those dudes benefit because of D-Hop. Now, you take D-Hop away, somebody's got to get number one coverage. Who's that? If Kenny Steele, I mean, not, not Kenny Steele, if, um, if Will Fuller isn't on the field, just eliminate him because he's not available. Remember, Kev, last year when you were talking about Houston being your dark horse in the playoffs? And what did I tell yeah. you? I said, hey, Kev, man, I love D, uh, Deshaun Watson. But he is he is excelling amidst the dysfunction that is Bill O'Brien. They will never be shit as long as Bill O like Bill O'Brien, like do you got you got video? You got can you blackmail the owner? Like, is that why you're still hanging around? Because you're terrible as a coach. He's terrible. You're wasting Deshaun Watson's um the years where he's affordable and you can build around him because he's not getting paid that much. Eventually you're gonna have to pay that man. And when it's time to pay him, now, you know, it's gonna strip a lot of the talent around you. So, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of Houston. Yeah. You know, I was never a fan of Bob McNair. You know, he was one of he was one of the uh, the owners that was talking about uh, the inmate. You know, not letting the inmates run the asylum. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, with that bullshit. So, you know, I'm happy for D Hop, man, and you know him and Kyler Murray in Arizona. Man, they go they they gonna do something special. You know, I don't know his second in command is uh, Larry Fitzgerald and. Fitzgerald is basically the the wide receiver version of Tom Brady, but um, I just but you know I, I'll say this: Fitzgerald is still making it happen. He's yeah. um, I mean, he's a big body receiver too, so it's almost like having a tight end out there, especially with him running those you know short routes and stuff like that. DP. So I mean, he he's still effective. Stop it. Fitzgerald, Stop what? He's not. Fitzgerald, he's not effective. Fitzgerald is not effective. You can go look up his number. Uh, 
without having his numbers in front of me right now, go look up his numbers from last year. Come back to me and apologize because he's not effective. The only reason we you can say whatever you can say about him is because nobody ever watches Arizona. So we just think about who's their number one wide receiver? Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been doing his thing for a minute. Uban. Fitzgerald has 75 receptions in 804 yards. Woo! You don't tell me that's not effective. Right, so. I'm saying as I'm saying using him as a as that's as a, like a that's good as a hybrid type tight end sort of like receiver good. possession receiver. 75 with 804. That's not good. As that's a, not effective. Whoa. As a number two receiver, that's gonna be good. That's not effective, bro. Bill O'Brien is that effective? He's not getting. That's who you sounding like right now. He's not. <laughs> That was him. That was him as the number one wide receiver. Right. And he doesn't have to be the number one with with Hopkins coming in. He doesn't have to be the number one. Do you think his numbers are going to go up from there or do you think they're going to stay? They're not going to go up, but he's going to he's going to still be able to be in that pocket as you can dump it down to him to get a first down a possession type receiver. Uh, Obviously, Hopkins is going to attract how many attention. How many yards did he have? 804 okay 75 receptions 804 that's almost a thousand yard well, let's say he, reception season man what the hell are you talking about i, th- I think that it uh, okay next season i see him getting about 60 receptions about 700 yards and that's as a number two doubt that's it doubt it they have another, they have another kid that was hurt he was hurt for like maybe six games six or seven games christian kirk he is going to be the number two wide receiver larry fitzgerald I, will again be, will be if Larry Fitzgerald gets 500 yards on 40 receptions, 50 receptions, God bless. As a number three, as a number three, that's not good. As a number three, will be. The You're not taking that as a number three. What I'm saying is he's no different than Randall Cobb. He's no different than uh, any other wide number three wide receiver. But you can't say, "Whoo, man!" You know, pairing DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald is going to be like a thing. Like, no. No, nah, no, nah, that's not that's not what we said, Kevin. Did you say woo? I, I wasn't yeah. saying woo. I, I said he was gonna be effective. And you said he wasn't effective. Go check his numbers. And clearly I didn't apologize to you because the, the, the nigga has 75 receptions and 800 yards. He's you not, don't need him to be the number one. Yeah, the he's you don't need him to be number one. He's not taking the best matchup game in and game out. He's not seeing the double team. So he's gonna see gonna see if you're saying he's the number three, then he's gonna see the he's gonna see the nickel. No, but okay, so what I'm saying is as the number three wide receiver, he's not having a thousand yard season. That motherfucker. Nobody's saying. Nobody's saying he's having a thousand yards. He's no different than Jason Witten with the Cowboys. He might get. No, nah, he's better. He's better than Jason Witten, man. What I'm telling you is, he's no different than Jason Witten with the Cowboys. He's going to get you some first downs. He's going to move the chains. But even in double coverage, Hopkins gets the first look. Second look goes right. to Kirk. Third look is probably going to go to the uh, running back um, from uh, Miami that came you over. Talking about Drake or Kenyon? Yeah, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. He is a fourth option at best. How effective can your fourth option be Uban, in the offense, Uban. bro? I don't know. And I don't know no, what no, the no, no, I don't no, know what not. the I don't know what the scheme is going to be and what who's going to run what and all of that kind of shit. I'm telling you that if you have to go to Fitzgerald, he's still a viable option. Nigga, he's he is he is notches above uh Jason Witten. No, nah, Fitzgerald can still create some separation. And 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 he is a big Wide receiver. He's a big dude. He's like a tight end. Bro, your fourth option, what I'm telling you is, as your fourth option, how much 
how much of a difference maker can he really be? He's going to be out there. He's going to make, he's going to have a couple plays where you're like, ooh. But, bro, Larry Fitzgerald played 16 games, and they had games where they did not have a they number one wide trash. receiver set lined up. Okay, but what I'm saying <laughs> they is. They didn't have another Hopkins or other people to take the pressure they, off. They didn't have that. Who Name a fourth option on any team in, a, in out of 32 teams in the NFL. Name a fourth option Again, that we talk about. Let, let me repeat. Let me repeat myself because I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm clear. I don't. I must. My mic must be fucked up. Good. What I'm saying is, nigga, we, it must, shit must be fucking up. You paying homage to him, and that's great because he's an old head. But if he was 25 and doing what but he's, he's doing, not, and he, he's not. Listen, I am not saying Larry Fitzgerald is about to be a dynamic duo with DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't say that. I said Larry Fitzgerald is still effective. So if you slide him to a fourth that, option, you said he wasn't effective. Clearly, you were wrong. So you should be apologizing to me. None, but if you move him to a fourth option and you have to go to him, he is a viable option. It is not like looking to Jason Witten where there is absolutely no separation and he's hitting you with a pity pat looking like he's doing the square dance with somebody. Like, nah. Wait, was that was that what Jerry Rice played in Denver, right? <laughs> this is who I'm laughing <laughs> Square dance. <laughs> square dance. Don't see though. No, I feel Listen, you though. Man. He's shades of him of his prime for sure. Like I'm okay, but I'm just saying, don't be surprised if he is phased out. They've been giving him one year deals after one year deals because they just don't have anybody to replace him. Next year, now that they have Hopkins, next year will be his last year. I can I guarantee think- it. I, I think he kind of wants to retire too, to be honest. I think he wants to retire. He was just a bridge. He was a bridge until they found somebody else because they're like, hey, man, shit, we don't have anybody else to get his money to. We got to give it to somebody. You know what? You're an upstanding citizen. You know what I'm saying? In the community, you're great. You do a lot of outreach stuff. You're really active in the community. You're a good face of the team since we don't have anybody else. Now that you got Hopkins, oh, man, you will. This is his last year. And I can guarantee you that. And they're going to phase him out of the offense. You're not going to see him like that. So even the stuff that we, where we're saying like he's effective, that's why I'm saying he's going to be like Jason Witten. They're, you know, it's going to be those, he's going to average maybe four catches for 39 yards a game. Now, if you're saying that that's a, a good look on an offense, especially a, a Cliff Kingsbury offense where they're going to throw that thing around the yard, I don't think so, man. You know, he, it's, it's, it's going to be sad, but he's done, you know, he's had two careers in the NFL. You know, he's done it uh, for a number of years. Great, great human being. But I, it's and over I, for you know what? Yeah. I'm not disagreeing that this is last year. But I mean, you had if we're comparing him to Witten, Witten had 63 catches, 529 yards. I mean, if, if he's around there, which I think he's better than Witten, I think he'll have a little bit more separation. But his stats might look like that. You know, and Dallas uses the tight end a little bit more. So what I was going to say, Uban, is is if you're saying he averages four catches, 39 yards that at the end of the season that's still 64 receptions for 624 yards but again who cares like you can get that production from anybody you don't need it from a 40 year old man when you can you can go pull a 20 something year old guy off the street and get that production well and it's gonna look yeah i'm not arguing that i'm just saying they that larry fitzgerald is who they have so i'm I'm just talking about who they got but yeah yeah you could do that for sure yeah yeah so so what's the point and you know they're paying Larry Fitzgerald. I think Larry, uh, eleven million. How much? Okay, it's five hundred yards and sixty-three catches worth oh, eleven million dollars. No, no, I would no, 
Definitely not. But they also, again, you it's kind of like they were stuck with that because, as you mentioned, he's the bridge. They didn't expect for O'Brien to trip and spill his coffee in his eyes and <laughs> fuck up his brain and, you know, give Hopkins away like that. So um, if we're sticking to what well, we talked about, a couple quarterbacks, I wanted to ask y'all about uh, Teddy Bridgewater's move to Carolina. And this, you know, seems to be signaling the exit of, which it was already seeming like uh, Cam Newton was going to be out of there. But this is clearly a move like, oh, uh, yeah, we're done. Yep. Damn. So, oh, Cam. <laughs> Cam. <laughs> yep. Here's the funny thing. I've been listening to a lot of media, and they have been saying, oh, we told you guys there's no market for Cam. There's no market for Cam Newton. Nobody wants to pick him up. Nobody wants to pick him up. And that's how the media, I hate the media, because they will drive a narrative that nobody wants to pick up Cam Newton. Do we all understand that Cam Newton is still under contract for another year? So if Cam Newton's under contract for another year, you're going to have to give something up to get him. He's still injured, so you don't even know what you're getting. If Carolina was not bullshitting, release him. Let him go, and then let's see if uh, if another team will pick him up when it's clean and clear. So don't compare him to a Teddy Bridgewater, um, who was a free agent, or Phillip Rivers, old ass, who was a free agent, or Tom Brady, who was a free agent. Cam Newton is under contract, mm-hmm. you know, So and, and you know Carolina is going to want to get something back for him. They're not going to say – Oh man, give us the Bill O'Brien deal. We'll, you know, we'll give you Cam for, you know, a, a 2025 sixth round pick. Like they're going to try and get at least a second round pick for Cam Newton. He's only making 19 million dollars a year, so as far as quarterback numbers go, that's a really cheap number. So Carolina has no they have no um there's nothing that's there's no urgency to trade him if they don't get the perfect deal because at at the price that he's make at, at what he's making Plus, what they're paying Teddy uh, Teddy Bridgewater, we'll keep him on the team, even if he's disgruntled. Yeah, we'll keep his but ass you know, on the team. The, it's been circulating now that the that the second part of what you mentioned, go ahead and release him. It's been circulating now that that's kind of what they're leaning toward. But will they do it? I don't know. You know that that remains to be seen. But I mean, this is a clear move. It seems like bringing Bridgewater in is kind of like mm, this is that might be the direction they want to move in and they may go ahead and release him. Um, but who knows? I mean, and like you said, he's injured. So, yeah, you don't you can't you you don't know what you're getting. And he might just be like, fuck it. I don't want to fuck with y'all. And he might not be all the way hurt as soon as he gets somewhere else. Then he's balling out again. Like he just it's a game of chess. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, you know, but but speaking of that, speaking of releasing uh, cats, um. I mean, that's a segue into, you know, talking about Todd Gurley. You yeah. know, the, the the Rams released Todd Gurley. There have been talks swirling around his knee since he came out of Georgia. Um, I'm a I'm a big uh, Georgia fan for college football just because Butlong, the Bulldogs, they were Georgia Bulldogs. I went to Butlong Elementary School, so I was like, oh, yeah, Bulldogs. I'm a roll with Georgia. You know, it's kind of one of those things as a kid. I like the hmm? Jordan High. Bulldogs. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but you know, shoot some, some and I'm a Cowboys fan, so I wanted them to draft uh Ty Gurley when he was available. You know, Herschel Walker came from Georgia, played for the Cowboys, and even though he didn't play that long, he's the reason why they got 
got Aikman, uh, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin. You know that whole situation that that three man combo came out of that. So, but but back to Gurley. Um, he had signed a four year extension for fifty seven point five million dollars, and that was signed in July of twenty eighteen. Um, so the the thing with this is, and this is kind of you know we breaking down the business side of this. He has some advanced roster bonuses that he was scheduled to make. So if he's still on the roster, you know, at a certain point, he's automatically getting the roster bonus for the following year. Okay. So they needed to cut him by 4 p.m. Eastern on the day that he was he was cut or released. They needed to do it by 4 p.m. Eastern that day, or else they would have owed him $17.2 million in 2020. Mm. And his roster bonus for 2021, which was five million, would have been triggered. Todd Gurley is probably the reason why no running back will get the money that they want going forward and the reason why Ezekiel Elliott held out to get the money from the Cowboys and the reason why um, the, the Melvin Gordon held out from the Chargers because the Rams first off let's break the deal down the Rams signed Todd Gurley to this four year extension probably two years before they needed to because he was still under contract he was still under contract under mm-hmm. his rookie year un- under his rookie deal when they signed him to this four year mm-hmm. extension and you know how it goes is you can get him for the four years you can extend him to that fifth year because he's a first round draft pick then you can franchise him then you can give him the exclusive mm-hmm. tag y'all could have had him on a year-to-year deal um and for whatever reason they paid him it was a bad deal the cowboys are doing the same thing with ezekiel elliott as of now ezekiel elliott's production is still at a high level um but the way he plays and he's always looking for contact i'm hoping and praying that he stays healthy but eventually you know those miles are going to are going to start adding up but Todd Gurley like you said before he came into the league with a bad knee so you know it um it was it was a bad you know it was, it was a bad situation and I think that the fact that he was so terrible over the last year and a half um, affected Melvin Gordon getting his money. Now, Melvin Gordon eventually went to Denver and signed a two-year deal for, I think it was, it was like either seven or eight million a year, probably like 16 million, something like that. A two-year, two-year, $16 million deal with 13.5 million guaranteed. And I mean, and, and on the Ezekiel Elliott tip, he um he just got a signing bonus or a roster bonus of 13 million so yeah right so all all zeke wanted was the, the that upfront money and that's why with Gurley, Gurley's not true no, no you saw the, the post he came out with he's like man i got fired on my day yeah, off that shit was funny Gurley got here. He got the bulk of his salary. You know, that's that's that guaranteed money, that legit guaranteed money. He got that up front. Yeah, so he's, he's gonna be tripping. getting paid by them, even though he's playing somewhere else. He's still getting that money. But a couple a couple more numbers just before we move on from from the numbers behind Gurley stuff. So for the Rams, so what they were able to do is since he was released after June first. Um, is considered, you know, dead money against their cat, but they don't have to pay it all in one WAP. They can spread it over two years. So from a business standpoint and money wise, it makes sense for them to do it. So I mean, it's it's a money moving, especially when you trying to make moves and you you pressed and, and don't have much cap space. I mean, they they they're just trying to do what they got to do from a business standpoint. So shout out to Todd Gurley for getting his money, but what he did was he um he depressed the running back market going forward. Agreed. So the next the next few running backs that are in line to get paid. They're not, they're not seeing big paydays. You saw what Melvin Gordon got. You're going to, you know, and and then you saw what Tennessee did with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry put that team on his back to get him to the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill came through 
like seven or eight games down the stretch in relief of Marcus Mariota. Derrick Henry got franchise tag. Um, Ryan Tannehill got a four-year, $118 million deal off of seven games. So that shows you, you know, Derrick Henry's the heart of the team. He's the heartbeat of the team, but we devalue the running back position. So he's going to have another good year this year under the franchise tag. They're going to give him another tag next year, um, which is, I think, is either the transitional tag or they can tag him two years in a row. I don't know. Well, I know that they have this new uh, CBA and I don't know if that changes anything. But then you have to see your production. What you know they're going to run you into the ground yeah. next year. Um, same thing they did to Demarco Murray yeah. for the Cowboys. I, it was sad to watch the year that um, that Dallas went to Green Bay in the playoffs and they had the Dez the Dez caught it game. Um, that was Demarco Murray's last year with the Cowboys and the Cowboys ran him in into the, the ground. ground. I mean, under the stadium, he was getting <laughs> yeah thirty. He was getting thirty plus touches a game. Because they knew that they weren't going to pay him the big money. So they were like, we're going to work the fuck out of this mule until this motherfucker just breaks down. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's no different than you see those uh, you see those construction guys or uh, these contractors and they have this beat up ass truck. And they, you know, that shit is lugging material and that shit is taking them to job site to job site. And they just going to run that motherfucker until that shit finally gives up and they just going to be done with it. We're just going to get another one. So um, it's fucked up what they're doing to Derrick Henry. Uh, it's fucked up what's going on with the running back with the running back market we talked about it before it's probably besides the linebacker position probably one of the most dangerous positions in the league and to see its value suppressed that way where you know left tackles defensive ends quarterbacks wide receivers are making so much money so much money mm-hmm. hand over fist is yeah. Uh, sad yeah. yeah i agree man i agree um uh let's shift positions to to what is now appearing to be a complete you know opposite situation of what's happening with the running backs so byron jones cornerback former cornerback for the dallas cowboys just got 82 million from the dolphins 82 million you said overpaid uban Mm -hmm. overpaid overrated (laughs) it's a five-year deal five-year deal 82 and a half million dollars tell him the guaranteed money uh his guaranteed money guaranteed money is 57 million in guaranteed money damn there's 60 million in guarantee for a motherfucker that don't take the ball away (laughs) he just has the intangibles he has great jumping ability he's uh he has he's very athletic he's very long arms long legs um so he just grades he he grades off the charts when it comes to the intangibles and just the stuff that you know shit you can't teach height you can't teach jumping ability you can't teach any of that shit that comes naturally yeah when it comes to the actual skills like you know you have some people like um ed reed was always around the ball you have um peanut tillman it was like a ball hawk you got charles woodson uh you got you know just guys that just gonna always be around the ball tyron matthew Honey Badger, like Antonio Cromartie. I mean, I can I can give you a list of people that just ball hawks. They're always going to be around the ball. For some reason, that ball is never, for whatever reason, like it's just not, he's not getting the tips. He's not getting the 50-50 ball. Like, and you're going to pay that man $17, $17 million Amen. a year? <laughs> Yeah, so I think that was that was a huge deal for Miami, but I think they'll regret it like uh Philly regretted um signing Namdi Namdi oh, You know, they got fleeced, but hey, it happens in the NFL and what they'll do is after a couple of years they'll quietly release him, you know, he'll have his money, he'll be okay and he'll land somewhere else. Yeah, man. Ah, uh, so I mean, that's it's a it's a 
a lot of moves were made. Those are just some of them. That's free agency, though. So, you know, you still got the draft coming up. But, again, we got this coronavirus situation popping off. So, that's affected the draft that was supposed to take place in Las Vegas. But now I'm hearing that uh, there's reports swirling around saying that they're going to handle it as, you know, like a remote kind of situation where um, they're going to do it in some TV studio or whatever. And then they're going to go to each, you know, have cameras uh, switching to each each individual draft camp for each team so thoughts on that i'm happy that the nfl is still conducting business man like so many other things are shut down and they're still making moves so i i'm i'm happy about that part yeah but that's only because they can right now though like we haven't even got to the nfl season we're in the off season ain't nobody suited up and did shit you talking these niggas for doing what still lets me hey hey, man yeah still lets me know that there's going to be a season that's reassuring man how do you know that oh my gosh to me that's reassuring what i mean <laughs> these the nba players man are playing video games man and shooting that's because into the trash man I'm, shit I'm, happened in the midst of the nba season and the shit got shut down the nfl is three right. months out they said they were going to start business as usual first thing that happened they shut down the draft right now the draft isn't going to happen like it was supposed to. so nigga if that's if that's reassuring to you that they took a draft and they wanted this shit to be a big splash to uh to debut the, the raiders yeah. uh oh, yeah. new stadium they had all kind of shit planned. That shit is not going down like that. So, nigga, what the fuck is reassuring about that? Nah, it's um when I see when I see the deals, when I see the trades, when I see Tom Brady, that's of interest, man. That that sparked my interest. I'm like, okay, can't wait for this to start. So, I, I I'm ready, man. If and I know that it's months away, but I'm hyped for it and I'm happy for it. So that that's reassuring for me. Okay. So then let me ask you about the coronavirus then. Are you reassured about anything in terms of that? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. You but, are? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think, I, man, I think this is, I, you know, I, I said it before, man, I believe that th- we're in an economic crisis that I'm not going to, I'm not going to dismiss the illness, but I mean, just with like anything else, man, the government lets us know every year when flu season is, this is a virus like the flu. But Kevin, um, you, Kevin, what's up? What's we up? were just talking about transactions for the NFL. That's all economics right now. That's contracts, who's getting paid and all that stuff. Th- that's the business side of the game. We're talking about the business side of it now because nobody is playing. So if we're in an economic crisis, how does that? How does the NFL circumvent the economic crisis? What makes them immune to that? By the time the NFL rolls around, we'll be all right. Okay. You don't think there will be any changes because of this? Here's the thing. I agree with you. There, this I think this is also a financial or economic virus as well. But I'm asking you, like, if this is the crisis on the on the other side of the hill when things improve there's gonna have to be some changes to the current economic structure right so we're talking about the nfl you don't think they're gonna implement some changes on how they're doing things there has to be a response to this even if you don't think the disease is serious there has to be a response so the response would affect some changes right yeah um uh so i mean i'm just thinking about the 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 lower tier and the lower tier is uh you know just businesses 
being uh, ran remotely in terms of not using uh, um, different spaces, offices, different things like that. This is an experiment to allow people to work from home. And uh, I mean, because they're seeing that money is still being generated, revenue still coming in, and they don't have to pay that overhead. So I believe that that's one part of it. That I, I think that's going to be the biggest change is that you, you're, you're going to see a lot of businesses now that they're, they're not going to have brick and mortars. I agree with that part because I do think it's going to be a shift to more remote working um, yeah. and more of the a vir- vir- more of a virtual world. So you're gonna you're gonna um, eliminate more of the human contact. Basically, it's gonna be uh, more of an impersonal kind of situation. It's not gonna be you know you're in the office with all your colleagues and all that kind of stuff. You you'll be doing more remote in class whether it be in class or at work or whatever the case may be. So I agree with that. But I'm saying on the larger scale, like, you know, sports entertainment, where there are large gatherings of people, you think that's going to go back to the status quo? Uh, That's really hard to tell right now, man. So I... I can't say yes or no. I would like to say yes because there's a lot more money in it. But if they could find a way to generate the same amount of money with that many with without people coming in contact with each other, then yeah, they would do that. Okay. So I mean, you got to think of when they go to the games. Not only are you buying a ticket, you 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 got the alcohol sales at the game. So it's it, it's so many other ways that they're getting money once the once the fan is at the games that I just I don't see how you can give that up I mean it's not a matter of them giving it up listen so the NCAA we, we were talking about the NCAA last tournament last tournament last uh, episode right mm-hmm. we we're talking about the NCAA last episode they made a billion dollars in the prior year 857 million of that came from the tournament they didn't just give it up they had to so I mean what is the NFL gonna do that's gonna be different from that if you're still dealing with the ill effects of this COVID-19 situation it's gonna be a situation where they have to do stuff and they're gonna lose money yeah I'm I guess I'm more so on a wait and see like I'm gonna wait and see how they deal with it because I I I really don't see them giving it up what's up y'all don't forget to follow us on IG Twitter and Facebook at two peas and a bong that is the number two w-o-p-e-e-z-a-n-d-a-b-o-n-g two p's in a bomb that's our handle on ig twitter and facebook y'all thanks for rocking with us we'll catch y'all on the next one